What's going on, football fans? It's me, J.R. Clark, back again with another Pound for Pound ATL Live. Joined today by my man, John, out of John Yates, out of, out of your Falcon mind, was nice enough to uh, jump on with me tonight. Um, as you can see, obviously, this is a different John, not John Boy, but uh, John Boy is doing the uh, correct thing and taking his wife out for Valentine's dinner. Now, <clears throat> you might ask yourself, J.R., why are you not taking your wife out for Valentine's dinner? That's because... Like, you know, we've been together for, been together for 15, married for 13. And nowadays we, we tend to do the Valentine's Day thing before Valentine's or after Valentine's. And it's just not as a, a big of a thing for us. So uh, my wife gave her blessing, so to speak, for, for me to be doing this tonight. So, John, why are you able to do this tonight? <laughs> Well, very similar reason, buddy. Um, we're at 21 years married, and uh, she's actually out running right now with my kid. Uh, they're out running a couple of miles. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to jump on with my boy here and have some fun, talk some Falcons, and uh, yeah, that's about it. There you go. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. You know, it's yeah, like it seems like you hit a point, right, where like you, you don't fall into the uh, capitalism trap as as easily as others right and, and some are are different than others like the one that i kind of rebel against but not necessarily is uh the whole father's day mother's day thing right, right. you know it's like look the kid can make something you know mm -hmm. make a craft whatever hang it on the wall put it on the refrigerator but me you know buying her something or her buying me something i don't know that's the one that's always kind of uh messed with me a little bit yeah, no, if, if I went out and uh, spent like hundreds of dollars on roses right now, <clears> as opposed to spending like 30 in a couple of weeks from now, then my wife would be super pissed at me. Like, what are you doing? Like, you right, know, just, just right. wait a week or two and get, you know, like, appreciate it. But, you know, not, and not I've, always, I've always been the guy who would much rather just <clears throat> randomly bring flowers or yeah. randomly show up or something instead of showing more, up man. on a like pre you know pre-prescribed day like oh you have to on this day yep. or you don't love me no no that's that is that is bunk it's easy to show up on the day that you have to it's much more impressive so there's a tip for any of you guys out there big tip you know just randomly show up with some flowers uh your your wife or your girlfriend or your significant other or whoever will definitely definitely appreciate that but as you alluded to we are definitely going to be uh talking about some football so i guess without further ado john let's just get mm -hmm. into it let's do it well as uh most of us saw on sunday we had super bowl 57 took place and i'm gonna go ahead and call it. i thought it was a pretty good fun game it was uh, it was entertaining as far as like not having any dog in the fight per se, like it didn't bother me one way or the other what team won. Like you had the idea that if the Eagles won, then you would finally have a uh, you know, a predominantly running quarterback win the Super Bowl, and then if the Chiefs won, you'd have had the MVP win the Super Bowl for the first time in like 10 years or whatever it was, mm -hmm. and a top five paid quarterback. Because that's always the thing, right? Can't win the Super Bowl once you pay the quarterback. Yep. Okay. So one of those two things was going to break. And it just so happened to be uh, in all too familiar fashion, <laughs> the Chiefs come roaring back after a 10-point deficit. Uh, and, you know, end up winning the game. What were your, like, 30,000-foot view, like, opinion on the Super Bowl? I thought it was a great game, man, until the last two minutes. I mean, I, and I know that call. We'll talk about it. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course. But, I mean, yeah, I just – you hate to see it in that way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, right. I would have rather just – you know, you just, I get it. Like, you know, Bradbury admitted that he held him. You know, and yeah, he did, but like, I don't know, like if I'm, if I'm the NFL, like I tell the refs, like, Hey man, those last two minutes, unless it's just egregious as hell, man, you swallow that whistle, <laughs> let, right. let, him, let him play. But I get it. I, I'm not, I'm not going to, it's not, that's not the reason they lost all. No, we, we, there's not at all, but I just, 
overall, I hated the way it ended like that. I just wish it was more, you know, because they probably would have had to kick a field goal and then Philly would have had at least enough time to make an, make a drive, make an attempt at it. So yeah, make like make a, make a concerted effort, exactly. uh, you know, to get down there. And no, mm-hmm. and I agree that I'm not a huge fan of the refs, like, you know, deciding the game, but you know, if if we're if we're real about it, and if we stop for just a few minutes and and think about the entire game as a whole, like the defensive collapse in the second half is what I mean because, like, that's what I like. I had uh, we had some friends over at the house to watch the game, right? Mm-hmm. And the friends that we had over aren't like weren't like diehard football fans. They were just you know coming over to hang out, right? And so. We went into halftime and and the guy was like, "Oh man, man, the Eagles are just like they're revving up." And all of a sudden, I'm like, "Yeah, they're they're doing really good." I said, "But let's see what the what the punch and counter punch is." You know, I said, "I all too many times I have seen a team, you know, go into halftime leading, mm-hmm. you know, and just to lose the game." Yep. And because their coaches didn't pick up on a tendency or you know, weren't able to exploit a weakness, right? And so that's, you know, that's what the Chiefs did. That's what Andy Reid and the offense did. They they saw how, you know, the, the you know, the Eagles were responding to the fly motions and the, and just figured out how to, you know, how to uh, exploit them. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I think, I mean, as much as good a game as Jalen played, and he played a fantastic game. Um, that I, I just had a feeling that that fumble and that the for a touch was going to come back one way or the other. I was like, damn, I don't know, that might come back and bite him some way, shape, or form, even though it didn't yeah. look like it in the first half. But then, like you said, man, the second half, you know, that obviously ended up being a deciding factor in the game as well. So, exactly, exactly. Woon, I see you there, brother. We appreciate the $2 tip. Like I said, I don't have my little air horn thing anymore, but, well, he says, well, rise up and let the offseason begin. That's that's exactly right. The offseason is now, like, like squarely in the view, and we're definitely going to be uh, talking about that here in, in just just a little bit. But to keep – to kind of stay on the, the Super Bowl thing for a little bit longer, uh, you're right. Like, the fumble – the Jalen Hurts fumble was – like a huge uh, opportunity that allowed the Chiefs to stay in it, mm-hmm. and then in the second half you had the uh, the kickoff return or the yep. punt return. Yep. What was it like sixty five yards or something like that? Got down mm-hmm. to the five yard line. So then Mahomes scramble too was huge. Yes, like those plays, like and, and it's not even accounting for the you know the schematic shift that had like two walk in untouched you know, touchdowns, but yeah, they, they just got out. They just, uh, Andy and, and, uh, and, uh, Bien-Ami just out coached them, man. Just yep. out, out coached that down. Maybe they were smelling themselves a little bit coming in. Like, Hey, we had 70 sacks and we're just going to go in here and rush, run shot y'all offensive line. But you know, I mean, the offensive line for, for KC, I was, I was listening to 680 here in Atlanta today and they had uh, Sal Palantonio mm-hmm. on. And he was, he said he went up to one of the linemen after the game and he was like, dude, he's like, we had a chip on our shoulder 100%. He's like, we heard all we heard all these last two weeks is how good that defensive line is, how good that front is, how much they're going to get after Pat. He's like, and so we made it a point. We're like, no, y'all ain't getting after Pat. That's it. And, right? uh, and they, they stepped it up, man, without yeah. a doubt. Nick uh, put it up even before the show started. Chiefs O line allowed zero sacks. Yeah. I told, like, I told my kid, I said, man, that's, I said, you know, I know they're, they're going to give it to one guy, they're going to give it to Pat, but that O line was MVP. Oh, dude, game. that O line. That online definitely earned it. And then Pacheco, like, yeah. dude, like there was a handful of. He runs just, so mad. Dude, just. <laughs> so angry. Angry. I love angry runners. I do too. Man. Like that, those are my, those are definitely my, my favorite kind. Uh, let's see. Jeremy says, uh, well, no, you can't blame the refs for the Eagles losing. They had a number one sack team and they didn't get any pressure sacks on the homes. Uh, the Eagles. Uh, offense is is uh, surrounded you know surrounded by the run game. Yes, like what you what you look at there is in a way what you can almost be worrisome if you're looking at the Falcons. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because you have Arthur Smith who wants to play a ball control offense. 
you know, and an aggressive defense. Basically, what you just saw from the Eagles. Mm -hmm. The only problem with that is, is when you do run into a quick strike team, like the Chiefs, who could, like, there was a perfect example of it. I think it was like the Eagles' first drive. It was like a seven-minute drive or something, like seven or eight-minute drive. They get down there, cap it off with a touchdown. And you're like, holy Pete, they just about ate up the first quarter. And then the Eagles get the ball, and in like two plays, they scored. Yep. And so, like, that's where you're, you know, you've got to be, you know, somewhat concerned about your, the way your offense is constructed. Yeah. And if you're going to play that way, and I mean, it's, you, I mean, it looked, I mean, as the game started and as it was going in the second quarter, that like, okay, this is going to be a recipe for success because if they can run this much time off the clock and keep Pat off the field, then obviously his possessions are going to be limited. So, and that their offense kept doing what they were doing, then yeah, Eagles are going to win this game going away. But I mean, what they, I think they they had 15 first downs the Chiefs did in the second half. Yep. And like every possession they had was just whoop, whoop. I mean, like, just marched it right down the field into right down their throats, man. Yeah. And, and, and I'm definitely not, bl- I'm not definitely not blaming the ref. I just hate that it. That's the way that it, you know what I mean? Like oh, that, that, that call was made. Yes. Just, uh, they didn't, he didn't lose the game or the ref didn't lose the game at all for the Eagles. But that just, I just, like I said, I just would have rather seen it not uh, happen that way. <laughs> so. Yeah. You, you would rather, and but then you're like, you can even like hat tip to Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. You know, the Eagles were trying to let him walk into the end zone. Sure was. And he was smart enough to get down, uh, not pull a Todd Gurley. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yep. uh and get down and run even more. And then even with you know Mahomes spiking it to set up the kick, like he held that ball and danced mm-hmm. around as long as he could. Uh so you know they, they did it smart and and uh yeah, it's gonna be an interesting offseason because both uh let's see I saw it earlier, somebody put it up there about the Eagles have now lost both of their, their OC and their DC. Yep. So their OC went to Indianapolis to be their head coach, and uh, Gannon went to Arizona to be their head coach. So uh, let's see, Bubba Gump saying, are we going to ignore, ignore Eagles O-line going, going early during the first? Okay, now I was going to get into that. Uh, yeah, I was going to get like you talk, you know, we talk about, the refs making the call mm-hmm. that went against the Eagles. It was that it was what Landon Johnson. I think it was on like a third down mm-hmm. that that Joker got into his kick step well before that ball was snapped. Oh yeah, like well before oh, that yeah, ball. There's was so, snapped. Yeah, there's so many calls that could have went either way. I mean, that, that should have been called or should not have been called. I mean, it's you know, but hey, but Goodell says it was the best ref league uh, year of the you know the NFL. So I mean. <laughs> Yeah, like of course he's gonna say that. What else is he supposed to say? Like, I don't know, dude. That, I, a little, I little like... off the, a little off the subject, but you you saw the video right of him hugging Chris Jones and everything. Did you see that today? Huh? So he's hugging Chris Jones after the game. Goodell is, okay. and everybody number one, everybody was freaking out yesterday, saying that oh, this is proof it's rigged, blah blah blah. But it's, that's whatever. He he hugs all the players or some of the yeah. players, whatever. But it, but what he said to Chris in his ear was, "I don't care how you hit the quarterback." Oh snap. Yeah. Okay, and the, and the audio caught it. We're like, oh, well, that's, that's good to know. So, it is good to know. It's very you know, good to know. He got uh, he got fined earlier in the year for it. So you yeah, know. Uh, Willie Doc, we appreciate the ten dollars. So, uh, we're about to get into Willie Doc. This the segment of Ballers Fallers is definitely like brought to you by Willie Doc. Uh, he, <laughs> he says uh, his baller is Mahomes. The faller is the field turf. Uh, honorable mentions: Hurts played a solid game. Chiefs run game. And special teams look solid in game adjustments by Chiefs coaching staff. Yeah, dude. Let's uh since since uh Willie went ahead and sponsored it, we'll go ahead and jump into our ballers and fallers. Uh let's see here. I'm going to hit that button. Bam. Okay. So our baller and faller this week, like I said for is brought to you by Willie Doc, our good man. And the baller is it's a twofer. It is Patrick Mahomes, obviously, because dude was out there playing on basically one leg uh, again. And 
It looked like he and he got hurt again during the game. Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> and then, but not to be shortchanged, uh, Jalen Hurts played a a historic game. I don't know if that any, that feedback ain't coming through on your end, is it? Uh, feedback? No, I hear a little bit okay. of a, just a little bit of a nothing okay, like long, that. Yeah. Long as it ain't, I don't know what's causing it, but whatever. Anyway, I'm just gonna keep. It'll stop eventually. So. Like Jalen Hurts played, uh, I think he was rushed for three and threw for one touchdown. Mm -hmm. I think that was the most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in a uh, Super Bowl. Uh, So, like, you couldn't ask outside of the fumble. Yep. You know, outside of that fumble, there wasn't too much that you could have asked, you know, Jalen Hurts to do for you. Yeah. He's not afraid of the moment, man. It It was not too big for him at all. No. And even after that fumble, he looked calm. You know, he looked he looked collected. I loved his like uh podium presence after yep. the game, uh answering questions, uh, you know, talking to anybody and everybody. He was just a he put himself together very well and definitely should be the face of the Eagles for you know years to come. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean I'm some of y'all know I'm a Bama fan, so I mean obviously I got to I was a huge fan of him at Alabama and the way he handled himself when he got benched and then he came back and the way, you know, he performed then and then, you know, got his degree, went off to Oklahoma, did well there. I mean, just a good dude, man. Great in the community. Just, I mean, I hate the Eagles. I don't like anything Philadelphia. So uh, it was <laughs> killing me to actually even root for him. You know, you got Devonta on there and, you know, Landon too as well. And I mean, like, so I was kind of rooting for them just because of Jalen. So about, you know, I'm not, I don't really care which way or the other, but I mean, it did. I mean, like, just to see him, how he, like you said, how he handled himself, man, just great. You can't, I mean, as a Philly fan, you got to be pretty happy about him. Oh, yeah. Like, I know, and- I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I think the vast majority of y'all, you know, know where I, where I stand and where I lie on the, you know, uh, belief system and religious aspect. But to, you know, have him, you know, sitting up there, you know, talking about God and quoting scripture, like from the, the, you know, Super Bowl podium. Like had a, a different, especially in this day and age, had a you know gave me, me personally a different level of respect for Jalen Hurts, and I was like, all right, you know what? Up to that point, uh, you know, I don't tend to root for the NFC South or the NFC team. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to root for any of them, but I'm, in my right. mind, I'm like, I don't want a team from our you know conference winning the Super Bowl. I'd much rather be able, you know, I'd much rather say, uh, it's the AFC. That's the other side. Da 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 da. You know, they're the enemy, so to speak. But I don't want to see, you know, an NFC team prosper that isn't the Falcons. And so, you know, but after hearing, like I said, the way he composed himself uh, all during the week and then after the game, I was like, okay, I got a, definitely a new level of respect for, for Jalen Hurts, if nothing else. Uh, then, of course, Mahomes, like, <clears throat> balled out, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, played – you know, played the game he had to play and just absolutely balled out and showed up big in the second half, showed why he right now and for probably the foreseeable future is the, you know, best quarterback in the league. You know, so he he's the new Brady. He's the new watermark in, in a lot of aspects. Yeah. <clears throat> so it takes us to our followers. And our followers – is that vaunted Philadelphia defense. Like, it is the defense that was getting after everybody all season long. Uh, I tried to find a picture that was, you know, a lot of the defensive line because that's what you were expecting. Mm -hmm. You know, you were expecting Mahomes to be hobbled and him to be, like, easy pickings. But you're right, they never did get to him. No, they like, they hurt they hurt him a few times, but he he scrambled out of it, you know, and got out and so exactly. And so then, you know, with that and you know, obviously, you know, James Bradbury with the uh you know, with the hold mm-hmm. and just not being able to pick up on your or being able to break your own tendencies. Mm-hmm. Whether that was Jonathan Gannon, which is something he's gonna have to to mentally live with now that he's in Arizona. Uh, but the fact that you had 
you know, guys in the second half walking in for wide open touchdowns. You know, that was just that that's yeah, that's no good. That's nah, no good. So <clears throat> anything you have to add to that before we move on? No, you hit it, man. You nailed it. I, I do think uh, Willie Doc was 100% right there on that field, man. You, how are you going to spend $800,000 on some grass that everybody's, not slipping even, on. everybody's slipping on? I mean, the kicker almost turned his ankle, man. Just his plant foot almost went horizontal, man. It's, you can't have that in a Super Bowl, man. You can't, shouldn't have it in regular regular season, much less a Super Bowl. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, if you're going to go through all those all that stakes to make sure it's new grass or good grass or whatever. <laughs> special grown grass. And right, special grown man. grass. Then, like, yeah, it just makes you look silly. Yeah. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't add my wife's uh, follower. Her follower was the commercials. She said the yeah, commercials they weren't, weren't, yeah. weren't very good. She said even, like, outside of that 2B commercial that got everybody – freaked mm-hmm. out and, and ticked off. She said, but even that one, like, that's not the kind of reaction you want. <laughs> nah, I, I didn't mind. I mean, the Ben Affleck one, Dunkin' Donuts was okay. The, uh, yeah, the T-Mobile one with a uh, dude from, I can't remember his name. Uh, you know, the actor, him, him and his mom. Um, I can't remember his name. Anyway, yeah, that, that was pretty funny, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the overall, it was kind of disappointing. Yeah, they, they, were, they were pretty forgettable in, yeah. in a lot of, uh, a lot of aspects. And, uh, Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper. There we go. Yeah, that's what it was. And you know the the halftime show, like yeah, it was the hits, it was the songs you wanted to hear from Rihanna, but she didn't have nobody come out. And I'm not trying to like knock on her, yeah. But that's kind of like what you're sitting there watching, like all right, who's gonna pop up, you know? Mm-hmm. And nobody popped up. And so I was like, okay. So all in all, yeah, like there there was a lot of like lack lackluster uh, aspects to it, but uh, all in all. I think it was a uh, it was a good it was a good Super Bowl. It was a good cap to the season. I think the biggest I should have put a baller. I should have put uh, the Kelsey mom. Yeah, like like she was probably the biggest winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, she became like America's mom for that week. Yeah, hundred percent. I couldn't even imagine, dude. That would that'd be something else. I mean, I saw a video where so torn. Yeah, like I saw a video. Of course, she's wearing a split jersey, and uh, like you see her like go up and like like hugging Travis and and, yeah. Pat and and being excited for him. And then like five seconds later or whatever, like five seconds of the video, who knows? Mm-hmm. Like uh, you see her with, with Jason crying, you know, it's like, man, that's it was, like, it was a, cool though. You, you heard Jason. He was like, you know, go celebrate with Trav, you know, like right, it, was, exactly. it was, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah. They have, uh, especially with the, I don't listen to their podcast, but I've seen like a bunch of clips from it travis's uh, next step is wwe Every, everything he of, says after this is a wwe promo <laughs> like at the end there, like who it's about who's doubting like who who doubted you guys like nobody doubted you guys yeah, like, like, what nobody like, doubted you lost two games all season like what are you exactly. talking about exactly like maybe at the very beginning we were wondering like yeah sure like or is the offense going to take a yeah, step yeah. back With but no by yeah. like by like week four we're like ah whatever okay obviously it doesn't matter who they have mm-hmm. out there Exactly. You could throw it to you know TikTok Juju Smith Schuster and and, and be <laughs> yeah. fine. Uh, King Seven says I think she was more sad for Jason's loss than Travis's win. Well, because it could also potentially be like that could be Jason's last game. You know, yeah. he's been mulling retirement. You know, mm-hmm. so um, which I guess kind of leads us into the like football's done in a sense. So now. Now it's the off season. Like it's fully, fully the off season, right? So we're here now. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're here now. So we have uh, tomorrow makes exactly one month until free agency. So for the next month, we get to talk about uh, who should we bring in? Who should we bring back? Who should we extend? These kind of things. And, and the first, the first stop on that on that trip, the first stop on that on that train is like who do you like who do you bring back? Like I don't get to talk to you every week. Yeah. So I'm really gonna like be almost turning the floor over to you. Like like out of our free agents, knowing now that we have the DC in place, mm-hmm. you got a kind of an idea of what he wants to run, like given his history. Like who's your like priority free agent? That's on the Falcons roster that needs to be brought back. The priority one on defense, uh, 
we'll start there. They don't have to be on defense. I was yeah, just okay. teeing well, it yeah, up. Well, yeah, I mean. Like, whatever yeah, on that. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think Carter's coming back. Um, you know, I think that's the guy you bring him back. Because he's he stayed healthy all year long. He was He's really good in the run game. You know, got some pressures. And he's going to be, if we do address that middle interior next to Grady, that's only right. going to make him better on the outside right. as far as pass rushing goes. It's not somebody like, you know, you don't want him necessarily starting, but you'd like to have him in that rotation. Oh, yeah. um, getting in there, you know. Um, depending on, I mean, I thought Evans earned himself a spot back depending on the contract. You know, and what, like you said, what Nielsen may or may not think. Who knows? I mean, you know, that was Dean P's boy, so you know, <laughs> with that, Dean gone, you know, you right. Know. A lot of us, but, like, like you bring up Carter, and there was a handful of us that like almost expected him to just be gone. Yeah, uh, because because of the type of of like linebacker play that that Nielsen has been used to in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> now, granted. Like I started watching, you know, more New Orleans film than I wanted to watch yeah. or have ever. I know it was, I had Gross. to use like mouthwash afterwards. Uh, I thought about bleaching my eyes, but I figured I already can't see. So I might as yeah, well not do yeah. that. No. Uh, take, but take your glasses off though. And it looks like fuzzy. <laughs> at least <laughs> But now, uh, but the, like the first game I watched, like I saw Demario Davis coming downhill a lot. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, that's something that that Evans can do decently. Enough. Definitely better at than coverage, yeah. But then, like, as I kept watching and kept diving and you know kept looking at, it, I was like, okay, no, he can't. He's not. He's not Demario Davis. Like, no, no, no. Like they had Demario Davis on many times, like covering like the middle third, like in yeah, that's a, not in, him, no. right? In like a Tampa two, mm-hmm. you know, type situation or. Like like covering a, a tight end all the way down the field, and I'm like, that's that's not Evans. That's not what you want Evans doing. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I mean with uh with Oliver too, man. I, you know, once he got fully healthy last year, because you know when he first came back, he was you could definitely tell he was not totally hundred uh, percent on that knee yet. You know, or at least that's what he you know mentally. Um, but once he was back back, I mean, that game against I think it was Arizona at the end of the I mean, just ridiculous game. I mean, and he's yep. that type of guy that. Like six foot one, 210 pounds, you know, you could, he can float around, man. He can do different things in this defense. I mean, and he could be a guy that, you know, I mean, I, I was hoping he would turn out to be something, but just because of his versatility, you know, but I think, I mean, you got to bring him back in my opinion, because that's, that's a guy you could definitely use. I think so. I think Isaiah Oliver is, is high on my list, which is hilarious mm. to think about it is. where he was like his first two years. Yeah. Uh, like we were putting him on milk cartons. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, like imposing his face on burnt toast. Mm-hmm. Like he's not an outside guy. He's not an outside cornerback, no. but nope. playing him close to the line of scrimmage, you know, uh, in that, in that nickel role, that's a guy who like, I, I think it should be a high priority. Me too. And like Nielsen said in his, press conference i mean and, and you know we've talked about it on our show i think you and i've talked about it before too you know the everybody's gets caught up in what would we, are we running a four three or three four it really don't matter dude we're they're in that base about 25 percent of the time so i mean if you're you, you so you're looking at the guys that are going to be in that nickel position and so and that's going to be an important spot so yeah i mean I'm, I'm i'm all with it man and then I mean, offensively, you know, McGarry is obviously the one that stands out because of the uh-huh. obviously is he going to be a you know a franchise? Is he going to? I went I went back and forth in, in my head, dude. I mean, it's it's always a worry, you know the the contract year the guy stands out during his contract year. Is he you know is this really him or is this you know just you know why is it taking him this long? You know, and shout out to Dwayne Lefford and just in general with the job he did was he's done with the offensive line and because run blocking he was elite. Pass blocking, oh, yeah. obviously, he's still got a lot of work to do. I mean, like he, hand placement yeah. and speed rushes. He can't stop a speed rush to save his life. Hakeem Nix did a speed rush on him. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was going to – pound dude just – Yep, went right past you. Went right past about, you. No, no, he put a hand on him. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? If, if you bring him back, it it can't be for more than about 12, 13 a year. Yeah. And, and you've got to hope that you're able to mask it enough – with, you know, guys, uh, you know, with the play of being able to, you know, roll Ritter one way or the other. Like, I will say this, McGarry got better, and, and there's a guy who uh, I converse with quite a bit on Twitter 
who has the opinion that O-linemen is like, you know, they're like wine. They get better with age. And so I'm not ready to necessarily cast off McGarry, but yes, when I saw like 350 pound Akeem Nix just blow right past him on a, on a speed rush, I was like, yeah. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like that's the one guy you should be able to get in front of. Exactly. At least he put just, a hand on him. Yeah, he just couldn't Brian, do it. Brian Burns ate his lunch both games. I mean, oh, yeah. it wasn't even a wasn't even a contest, you know. So yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's great that we have a and whether it's Ritter or whoever. We're, we know in Archer's offense, we're going to have a quarterback that can move. Period. Right. So that's a that's a plus. But if he's a righty, you know, he's probably roll onto his side. So I mean, like you don't necessarily want, you know, what I mean, like <laughs> they him, you know, on that side. But that's just where he's at. So yeah, you know, and it's not like you just go out and because it's also it's. Do you, you know you go draft somebody, which is always a tough spot on on, on a tackle position. You know, like yeah. it's you look at Evan Neal, man. That guy was highly rated, obviously coming out of Alabama, and he got he had a rough season uh, in the, with the Giants. You know, so you really don't know how it's going to translate. You know, it's a different different league, man. Obviously, when you're dealing with these pass rushers at the NFL, so you know, unless it's just a guy that they are so comfortable with, and they are just like that is the guy, whether it's you know Skaronsky or whoever it might be. I mean, like you know, that's 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 their decision, but I'm not. I'm not super hyped on putting a rookie there either. So no, if I'm not. If you, like, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna replace McGarry, it needs to be a veteran, a pretty solid veteran. I don't know, and I don't know that that's he may be the best option that's, that's out there to be honest with you. Um, but it just comes down, like you said, to the money. I mean, it would kill me if he's franchised at like 18 or 19. That would hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that would hurt. I mean, okay, but if you're going to franchise him to see if he can do it again, this is the year to franchise him in a mm. sense of. You have the money, and yeah. you have a ton of holes that you're not going to fill them all and become an instant contender next year. Like, right. not for like going all the way type deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you know, I, I do think that you could get, uh, um, you know, potentially in the playoffs. We got plenty of time to talk about all that, but oh, yeah. you know, as the off season wears on, and and we got months and months to talk about what we're going to be. But the idea that if you think, okay, I need to see it one more year before I'm really ready to sign them up, like this is the year to hand them a lot of money. I don't, I don't look at it the same way a lot of other people do, because uh, I had a, you know, we got a commenter already, you know, talking about like Ritter and his draft status and all this other stuff. That's the reason why he don't buy into him. But oh, there, we did. I don't mean to interrupt you. We did a whole show, Mike and I did few weeks ago on a Saturday and we went through the 2012 2018 drafts and just looked at quarterbacks just looked at quarterbacks and where they were taken you can't say you cannot judge one thing about a quarterback I don't care where they're taken it doesn't matter if it's the first round doesn't matter if it's the seventh round that's the one position that what does not I don't care what happens in college it may I don't care how good you are in college I don't care how bad you were in college it may not translate to the NFL man it's all it's it's this is when you get to NFL as a quarterback is how quickly can you diagnose what's going on in front of you how quickly can you mentally assess what how those defenses are going to change during the game and how can you obviously the athleticism and make can you make the throws that's just the, the obvious the obvious part you got to have the the physical part but the mental part if it's not there you don't you're not going to succeed in nfl man just period like it's yep. it's it's a whole nother it actually it doesn't matter where you're drafted it really doesn't it's just it's just a for it's a crapshoot yep for quarterbacks it's more of how quickly can you get to processing yeah how cool, how quickly can because the one thing that the NFL doesn't have is it doesn't or isn't willing to give is time. Look, man, you had, you had scouts pick Mitchell Trubisky to go before Pat Mahomes. Yep. Exactly. I mean, you had Laura Holmes. Well, you, you see it Lamar. every year. Like yeah, you, you do know, every year. I mean, every year. Lamar Jackson went what 32nd. Right. Um, you know, I mean you got Russell Wilson in the third round and Dak and then, Prescott in the fourth round, and you know, like Brock it Purdy depends. last mystery. <laughs> so, right. Well, I mean, it depends on like situation that you land in. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like coaching staff, like supporting totally. Like, yeah. We may or may not ever actually see a fully generational Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm who has all the talent in the world. Same thing with Justin Fields, who everybody wanted here. Like, it just Not depends on how... Line. yeah. Well, I'm about to say, it just depends <laughs> on how quickly they can get a, you know, a real team around him. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to address this real quick, and then we're going to get back into free agency talk. It says, hey, JR, did you ever look at Carl Brooks yet, the DN out of Bowling Green? I really hope to hear your thoughts because I am impressed. I am equally impressed. He was very impressive down at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Carl Brooks was uh, very disruptive. I think they had him playing more at like a three tech. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what he looks to profile more as, or maybe a DN in a, you know, three, four scheme, but he is a, uh, he's a force and he's a guy who I'm really interested to see as we're talking about, like how does a game translate? Uh, I want to see, uh, you know, how his game is going to translate. But at the senior bowl, he was very disruptive and definitely caught my eye. And I want to dig a little deeper and see how he performed against, you know, the competition that he played against. So, but Carl Brooks is definitely a guy who's on my, uh, on my list. I was going to say, so, dude, Millie said something earlier in the show too. I, I, I forgot to mention it. He said about the refs, like if they called everything and that, you know, the game would go on forever, man, he's, 100% oh, yeah. right. Because, I mean, you, yeah. you know as well as I do, and, you, and we both look at a lot of film for, like, especially if you're looking at linemen. I mean, you, you see penalties on damn near every snap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, I yep. mean, this on, is, on yeah. offensive and defensive linemen, you could yeah. call holding everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, you could, if the refs wanted to, they could sit there and just, as soon as the ball snapped. Be a six-hour game, yeah. Like, I love it, but you watch Jake Matthews. Mm-hmm. And almost every snap, Jake Matthews leaves early mm-hmm. because he knows, and just like Lane Johnson, he knows they ain't gonna call him on all the time. Yep. So, you know, he might as well. And you know, a lot of like you can. There's two plays that you can pretty much guarantee an O lineman is gonna get. It's a false start and a holding, and most of the time, those are called when it starts to get egregious. Exactly. And it's like a, I look, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So a lot of times, like especially if you ever hear uh, like a mic'd up of a ref at all, mm-hmm. a lot of times like they spend a lot of the game warning the players. Yeah. Like, hey, you're up too far. Hey, yeah. you're leaving too early. Hey, you're back up. You know, they spend yeah. a lot of their game doing yeah, if that. If I see this one more time, I'm going to have to call it. And, right. And so when you mm-hmm. get the flag, like the hold on Bradbury legitimately – could have been because like they could have been a, a, a accumulation. Yep. I said that wrong. Accumulation yeah, of like ten holds. Sure. And the ref could have warned him a hundred times. Yep. And which is probably why you heard Bradbury go, "Yeah, I held him." Yep. I <laughs> because mean, yeah, no, like, no doubt about it. You know what are they supposed to do, right? In a sense, like they got to, you know, you got to try to play it. Exactly. Got to try to play it. But uh, so we agree Oliver needs to be brought back. We agree that we're kind of on the fence that about McGarry. Uh, I'm not going to be upset if they bring McGarry back. No, me Unless either. it's a a market-setting deal. Yeah, right. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's announced, oh, you know, uh, he's reset the market for right tackles, then I'll be like, Terry, Terry. Yeah, yeah. Put that playbook back into Mitroff's binder and put it back on the shelf <laughs> right. because that's not the play. Yeah. Uh, Carter, Lorenzo Carter. Mm-hmm. Do you bring him back? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it depends on the it depends on the contract. We'll say that. Um, a lot of folks get caught up in – I think a lot of folks get caught up in defensive ends just solely with the pass rushing aspect of it. Right. And they don't see the, the run game, the part that – you know, we're setting the edge is just as important in the NFL as it is. I mean, the pass rush is to be honest with right. you, especially with the Arthur Smith and the, and the Nielsen defense, who they want to stop the run. That's one of, that's so important to Nielsen's defense. It wasn't, it wasn't Saint in, in, uh, in New Orleans. It's important for Arthur. So, guys like that that can do those things that don't show up on the stat sheet, uh, it's going to be important to them. So, I mean, you know, and that's, that's not the easiest thing in the world to do. I mean, it's, that's a very disciplined thing to do. You have to be, knowing exactly where your body is, you know what I mean? And where this, where the running back's going, where, how to play, how to have your hand placement on the tackle, where to push him, all that stuff's yep. got to be, that's not something you just know. Pick up you watch, you, I mean, we're watching these, you know, I know you are too. We're watching these edges now doing our draft shows. And I mean, that's one thing that not, I mean, those college edges, that's, that's, that's something they have, most all of them have to work on, you know, because oh, yeah. it's just not something that they're just used to doing or they're very good at doing. So, um, 
Like I said, it depends on the contract. I mean, I'll you know, I think coming into the season, his health was a concern because he'd never really been super healthy. But I mean, to play all, you know, all 16 games, be consistent. You know, like I said, I, don't, I wasn't expecting huge sacks number now because, like I said, it's a collective, right? I mean, we our secondary was other than AJ, it is what it will, you know, kind of crap, you know. And then uh, we have our line other than um, Ebiketti, which had a good season. But like I said, if you bring up that entire defensive line, then everybody's numbers is going to be better. I mean, just period. Yeah, I think had you know had take on Graham not went out. Yeah, that defensive line changed dramatically. Big time yeah. when Graham went out because with Graham in there. Like you couldn't solely focus on Grady, Mm-mm. and so that that allowed Grady to heat up some. And then when Grady started heating up, you know, then you do have to focus on Grady, which then opens up for, you know, uh, Ebiketti and you know Carter. Yeah, I, I would bring Carter back. My only concern there is like, then again, like we can only base it off of what we know where Nielsen's coming from. I don't know if Carter really has the the size. No, you're right. That, yeah. You know, that Nielsen is looking for. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, he, he tends to like the edges that they had uh out in uh I would imagine like you could swap Carter for like Catavia Street or Passignol. Yeah. Uh you know, or even, Yeah, or even put him like, you know, put him at a seven, let him stand up and, you and know rush, I mean? like, yeah, right. Use like speed, a wide you know? nine. Right, exactly. Um, something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get that too. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna pound the table for him, but I just think, you know, if he's, if he comes back, I'm totally fine with it. You know what I mean? Nick's talking about Davenport and that man, Davenport worries me big time. Like he's never really had the production out. Yeah. Like, and, uh, via Spotrack, his market value is like 20 something million a year. And I'm just like, man, I don't know. Have you seen? I would take Amaniata. Have you seen his? Amaniata. Oh, uh, you talking about? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd take him. Yeah, I'd pair yeah. him next to Grady. Mm-hmm. Like you put him with, like you put him with Grady and Taquan Graham. Uh, I'd, I'd take him or even Shy Tuttle. Both of those yep. guys are in the like market value of like eight million dollars. Yep. Yeah, uh, I mean, which, you know, the, the interior of the defensive line it gets so underrated. Uh, from everybody because a lot of times they don't you don't see the sack numbers from them but if if they're occupying multiple blockers that just becomes a numbers game at that point then you've got you're freeing up your ends you're freeing up your linebackers you know you're doing a lot of things that you know like you you and just the fact like you said that taekwon was doing that and yeah. and grady was getting that you know that type of production and, that, and you see all the Ebiketti getting that type of production too and taekwon was in there oh yeah so it's it's a yeah it's a, like a <clears throat> domino effect for sure uh Fred tips is two dollars, which I appreciate. He says, "I think all the all the linebackers, but Anderson and AK, need to go." <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, if you're if you're considering AK a linebacker, uh, you know, probably more of a DN in this scheme. But Anderson is definitely your future. Uh, yeah. Nielsen seemed to be excited to be working with him. Uh, Mikel Walker is interesting, like. He got demoted by the end of the year. Uh, but I'll say this, New Orleans ran a lot of three linebacker looks. Mm-hmm. So, like, his numbers might come back up. So, Yeah, he was – yeah, he had, a, he had a tough season. He did. He did. It was, I'll, I'll agree with uh, quadruple seven here for one of the few times I'll agree with him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he says, uh, uh, Davenport is who I'd want on an incentive-based deal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you better tie yeah. some stuff up into – like how many games can you play? Right. How many games can you play? <laughs> yeah. Like how many tackle? I like I want incentives for everything. Tackles for oh, loss, yeah, yeah. tackles for sacks, tackles mm-hmm. for you know, like incentives for, you know, whatever. Uh 100%. like like yeah, I'll pay you twenty million, but you're gonna have to earn every bit of it. So that from a Gary too. Every speed rush you let go by, you knocks off you lose money. <laughs> every block, bro, you you get you get money taken away from you. Yep. Uh Let's see, Millie says, uh, but then again, JR, Ryan was uh, just working with what was there, so we really don't know what he wants for real. That's a concept that you have to remember. The same thing we did when Arthur got here. Uh, When you're promoting a position coach into a coach that now has more say over the guys that are brought in, such as a DC, you know, 
you don't really know what his like true scheme is. Like from what we understand, he was the one calling, designing and calling uh, pressures, like D line pressures and uh, uh, blitz packages. Yeah, so he's a D line whisperer. So yeah, right. So you know he may have had you know more say, but you're right. We don't know. Uh, King says, I think Nielsen puts 10 to 15 pounds on AK. Like, according to the website, AK is like rocking at 240. And, uh, our good buddy, uh, Damsky on Twitter was trying to tell me that AK played you know, like 255 closer to 260. And I'm like, you don't look like that. It don't look like he's carrying that much weight. Mm-mm. Now I trust Damsky in the fact that he knows more about defense than I do. Yeah. But. He like from what my eyes see compared to other guys, he does not look like he's carrying that much weight. Now they may ask him to put it on, mm-hmm. but we'll see like if he if he does like like can he still be an effective rusher? Yeah, you don't want to take away what he's good at, you know. If that's no. if that speed part of his part of his game, but he's also got a lot of power for his frame too. He does. So the one I'm really interested in is Malone. Like D'Angelo, who didn't get a lot of playing time and seems to be like a designated pass rusher. Like, does that, you know, change it? Uh, You know, does does he go to more of a Sam linebacker kind of look? Or is he he asked to just come out there and rush the passer? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It'd be... Yeah, he's definitely not the size typically that you've seen Nielsen. No. Take he's like two thirty. Yeah, he's like light, like he's light, he light. is tall and lean, mm-hmm. but his you know his uh, speed to power conversion is what like made everybody like really pop off. And I'll say this: same thing with like had they kept Pease or had Pease stuck around, I could have seen Malone stepping into that Lorenzo Carter role, mm-hmm. which. Where if you paid attention, Carter was dropping into coverage about as much as he was rushing. Yeah. So. I love, I love, I like the motor blown plays with too. Dude gets after it every time oh he's yeah. in there. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. He yeah, he leaves it all on the field. Let's see. Hold on. Sipthal says, "What's going on, folks? I'm late to the party. Just had a second to log in. Definitely rewatch to catch up. We appreciate you rewatching. It's it's uh that's that's what's great about." this platform is that if you miss it, you can just go back and, and watch it again. 100%. Uh, and you know, if you just, you need to hear my voice again, you know, <laughs> sometimes I do that. I just, I just play, I replay it during the week just so I can hear your voice. There you go. So, See, that's yeah. right. There you go. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't like to hear myself <laughs> at all. Um, <laughs> uh, Millie says, uh, Trey Wilson or, uh, uh, miles Murphy on the other side of AK. Uh, that's very well possible. Both those guys have the frame that uh, Nielsen yeah. seems to lead towards. Definitely. So, uh, but now we've talked about some of the guys like who we would keep, who we would bring back, kind of deal. Are there any like free agents out there that like you're really like pounding the table for? Obviously, right now uh, we don't know who is actually going to hit the market. All right. So a lot of this up until about a week before uh, free agency starts, like we're not going to have a real clear picture. So a lot of this is going to be, you know, speculation or guesstimation. So if there's, you know, if there's a handful of guys out there that you really think the Falcons should go after, who who are you eyeballing? Who is out of your Falcon mind eyeballing? I mean, it's not going to be much different than some of the, the, the main two. I think everybody, Deron Payne, of course, he's the right. ideal guy next to Jarrett. I mean, that's, you know, he's going to cost the most, but he's definitely the ideal candidate to have right there. Um, of course, Jesse Bates, I think, would allow Richie to do probably what he's more comfortable with coming up into the box, playing more of that box safety. And because Jesse can go out there and cover the back third, he can cover wherever. He's a pretty impressive dude. Um, other than that, I mean, we talked about Omanyata. I mean, I wouldn't mind Bradbury. I wouldn't mind. I mean, CJ Gardner Johnson. I mean, the way he was hitting in that game in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'd take him. <laughs> he can slide right on. Yeah, and he's got you know familiarity with uh, at least with Nielsen and uh, Fontenot. Yeah, uh, sure. but I saw a report today that that Philly's like very interested in keeping. I figured, uh, yeah, you know uh, Gardner Johnson, but it's also going to be like, do they promote within with their DC? So do they keep like the same kind of 
schematic going forward. So it'll be interesting in, in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, other guys, I mean, you know, I wouldn't, I mean, Sheldon Rankins, we've talked about that before with, uh, with Alberto from uh, 95 North talk show. Wouldn't mind him. Um, of quarterback wise, Brissett, Heineke, that type of person to come in. If, if we, if we go a Ritter, um, I'm not going to talk about Lamar. We've talked about Lamar till I'm blue in the face, man. And I, but yeah, I'm about to say with the, with today's uh, announcement of them hiring yeah. uh, Todd Munkin and it being heavily reported that they're going to uh, exclusive franchise tag him, I don't like I've been saying, I don't think Lamar makes it out of uh, Baltimore, at least not this year. Well, he may have a Kirk Cousins trajectory, but I don't think he makes it out this year. Yeah. And if he, uh, if, we don't know this, but if you know they told him or they said in the press conference he was going to have a say in whoever the offensive coordinator was. So if he really did have a any voice in this, you know that bodes well for them. But if they do exclusive tag him, which they probably will, you know then that then they that allows them to negotiate with other teams. They could get really rich really fast. Oh, I saw yeah. that they projected uh, they projected um, Herbert getting close to fifty million a year in his new contract if he resigned. Oh yeah, and I mean, then uh, like, get rich, you know. Uh, Hurts, Jalen Hurts is is like reported to be probably around uh, fifty mil a year. So I mean, I don't think it's the a year price for for Jackson. I think he wants that fully guaranteed. Right. Yeah. You know, he wants the Watson. Yep. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You you hit a lot of like the 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 bigger names like and. and Obviously, I think like you know, Deron Payne would be great. We got uh, like you know, we talked about Sheldon Rankins, mm-hmm. Chris bringing up uh, Dalvin yeah, Thomas. Yeah. Uh, if Payne's not available, uh, I, I think Dalvin Thomas would be a fun you know guy. I mm-hmm. really do expect to see now, especially with the cap situation that the Saints are in. I would expect one of the two defensive linemen. Oh, me too. You know, either Onyemata or Tuttle. Mm-hmm. I would like Onyemata myself. Me too. Me too. But I wouldn't be mad at Tuttle because Tuttle is a true nose. Mm-hmm. And that would allow, you know, Grady and uh, Graham to, you know, play the Onyemata uh, role mm-hmm. uh, or the other DT, you know, DN tackle role. Uh, I think right now, who hit it? Someone, okay, Millie Mills hit it. Uh, Jacoby Myers would be nice. Yeah. Uh, we had a debate there for a while. You know, right now in this offseason, what's more important, wide receiver to or cornerback to? Because I'll say this, when Kyle Pence went down, even before we started – Ritter the last four games because mm-hmm. it took Ritter a little while to get acclimated to other guys besides force feeding Drake London. Mm-hmm. I felt like he knew that that was an elite target that he could hit. Yep. But by that, by the time you got to the Arizona, uh, Tampa Bay game, he was starting to feature, uh, OZ a little bit more. So, but I would like an upgrade. Like, I don't feel like OZ is a, no, he's a he's a he's a good slot three four. You know, I mean, reliable guy. You know, good route runner can get open when he needs to find little holes in his own. And are we are we, are we going to see a little little Bernhardt next year? Is he going to? Because man, they they had a great little connection there in the preseason. They did in the man. preseason. Like I would like, I was kind of hoping that, especially the back end of that Tampa game. Yeah, me too. Because I think he was active for that Tampa he game. Was active, yeah. And so I was really kind of hoping that he was going to get in there. You actually saw him like Darby make a couple catches. Yep. So that was interesting there. Uh, GA Faithful's got a, a a nice like DJ chart. DJ chart, yeah. Uh, but DJ, he's on the like, he's on the north side of thirty, ain't he? Yeah, he's a little injury too. I think doesn't he get a little right. injury prone? Yeah. Right now, I, mean, I, do, I like, like him, but you know, I like even even the idea of Mecole Harmon, right? Like Mecole's been a little injury prone, but he's young. Whoever you it know, is is going to have to be able to block. We know that. That's well, whoever's coming in to be wide receiver two, right? Is gonna That's have what I mean. To block. That's what I mean. Yeah, you know, like if you're bringing in like me, Cole, you're bringing him in because you're wanting that deep threat, exactly. You know, you're wanting that, uh, somebody to keep the defense honest, which you know, you can say what you want to. Arthur is willing to take those shots, mm-hmm. like, 
the vast majority of his game is like at least that we saw at times with yeah, you know Mariota. Just hit those shots. What's that? He just could hit those shots. <laughs> right. Well, he just couldn't hit them. But you know, yeah, exactly. like it was run, 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 deep shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, now Seven brings up a good, good point. He says. Uh, I think Arthur would want Juju uh, for his wide receiver. He has the size and the blocking. I agree there. And if you talk about blocking, Bubba's got a, you know, he says Myers, uh, Hartman, and then the last name, Lazard. I was all about him until he said he wanted like $18 million a year. Yeah, he's crazy. I was like, no, dude. <laughs> but, I mean, you saw, you know, what, Christian Kirk last year get, yeah. you know, him and like Russell Gage even got like a $30 million contract okay, yeah. for – he, he should have said a quarter of that to Matt because Matt got him that got him paid, man. <laughs> Matt got him paid. Uh, so like if you had to prioritize one or the other, wide receiver two in free agency, would you be going to get wide receiver two or cornerback two? Because do you okay? Man, do, you I, they, do you think they bring back Casey Hayward for another season? Because he signed for two years. Yeah, yeah. I mean probably because he hasn't been an injury prone guy throughout his career. It was just a bad, you know, the angle of that tackle that he made that hurt his shoulder. I mean, like, you know, I wouldn't hate it. I don't want him to be like necessarily my, my guy there at CB two. And it's tough because the draft is deep at CB and it's pretty yeah. deep at wide receiver as far yeah. as getting somebody we can go with. So, I mean, I'm, there was I'm, a couple guys down at the senior bowl that really caught my, eye. uh, the kid, uh, Michael Wilson out of, uh, Stanford, Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. He looked real oh, he good. He looks like Arthur Smith type of dude. Right. Yeah, Big him time. and then uh, Rasheed Rice out of SMU looked real good. And then the, the sneaky one that, I, that is on my list to go watch is uh, the kid out of Ole Miss. Oh, what is his name? I know you're talking about. Yeah. I'm blanking on that guy's name. But the wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Like, he had that body type. He does. That that looked like, you know, you you could uh, do some, I think do some yeah. damage there. We're, we're, I mean, you got to, they, they, to me, I mean, and not, not to cop out, but I mean, like, you got to obviously address both of them because you can't have AJ by him doing what he did last no. year and no. just having this, whoever, you know, last year, whoever CB2 was, was getting thrown at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, of course. All of course. The time. Cause why, why would you not? Uh, but I mean, yeah, you got to have both those because we can't ride with, like you said, we can't ride with the odds as, as two this year. And no. even with Kyle coming back, you still got to have that other threat there. That can, you got you to, know, you've yeah. got to because you know you can't you can't pigeonhole yourself. <clears throat> I'll say this: like uh, I messed around, I caught Madden on sale. Uh, I'm not oh much of a a Madden player, but I thought to myself, I was like, you know, this could be a fun way to really get a look at like, you know formations both mm-hmm. offensive and defense things like that and i and i got to be funny i, I thought to myself I was like, all right you know what i'm gonna do I'm, uh, I'm gonna go here and force trades and like build the roster that i think you know the falcons could easily come away with mm-hmm. and i tell you this <clears throat> as wide receiver two opposite of drake london and uh kyle pitts uh jacoby myers is a force in yeah. in madden oh yeah that he is <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uncle Steve oh. Lounge says, what's up, guys? Uh, I think you get wide receiver two in free agency. Keep Hayward for now and draft a CB uh, in a defensive heavy draft. There are some guys who are definitely going to be there in round 100%. two. Oh, yeah. Uh, like uh, Forbes out of Mississippi State. Yep. Emmanuel Forbes will be there. There's some corners that uh, – there's a Kent, Kent State, State corner. What's that? That's, that kid from Texas A&M too. He's I can't remember his name, but he's pretty good size. I think he's six six one, six two, one ninety. I can't remember his name, but yeah. So will be some later round kid, guys for sure. There's a kid out of uh uh Kansas State, I believe. Is that the Wildcats? Mm-hmm. Kansas State. Joker at Senior Bowl was huge. And he was playing corner. Mm-hmm. Like that's a guy who should be there in like the third round or whatever. Thank you, Faithful. It was Jonathan Mingo. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Thank you very much so uh with that name. Uh, the oh Darius Rush, Rush, is it Darius Rush? Oh, Cam Smith from South Carolina. Yeah, Cam Smith. Well, there was another one at the Senior Bowl that oh, okay. cornerback that was playing really well. Bence is the kid from uh Kansas State. See, yeah, you, know, you see, do you see how smart these people are in our chat? Like this is, like they 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 keep me propped up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Now, yeah, Darius Rush. Yeah, I, I didn't have that name right. 
Now, something I'm thinking about doing, uh, I'm going to mention this. I, ain't, I don't know yet. I'm going to have to see if my computer can handle it. But I thought about like doing a series, like a Madden, uh, Madden Monday series, uh, and just get on here and y'all can see how bad I am at Madden, and we can uh, chat. But I'm, I'm going to see if my, if my computer can live stream it. But even if I can't live stream it, uh, I'm curious if that would be something that y'all would be interested in or not. Uh, watching me play Madden with, uh, you know, the cobbled together team that I think the Falcons are going to do. <laughs> I don't know. It's just an idea that I'm floating around with. Always like uh, you, you can attest to this, John. You're always trying to. Oh man, yeah. I think I like, think we're going to do next season. I think we're going to if, if same thing. If I can, if Mike can handle the same thing, I'm going to do. Well, I'm going to uh, live stream just sims of the of the games for that week. Yeah. Just yeah, kinda, you know, get on here and who ever wants to come on and talk, we'll do that and just have some. I fun thought about uh, I thought about doing, you know, something you know similar. Yeah, like I said, just trying to do things to have fun with, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But I kind of agree. Like he says, you know, with Madden, don't play like it's football game because it's uh, of course not because no. it's not right. There is a like that's always the part that I'm bad at with Madden. Is that I try to think of it too much like it's a football game, not like it's a video game, right? Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, and I ain't gonna you know keep this long, but like you know back in the day, me and my buddy would play, right? And we we would play on the same team against the computer, right? Uh, and it's just I'm more of a cooperative guy than I am a competitive guy. Uh, but he would pick the same play on defense all the time, and it was some of y'all. Uh, uh, by the Madden players are going to know what I'm talking about. And the play is called Thunder Smoke. It's yeah. a all-out blitz all out with blitz. zone at the back end of it, right? Yeah. And, like, he would just spam that play. Spam that. <laughs> and I was like, dude, like, especially after I got into football and mm-hmm. got to learning it, I was like, oh, no, no, you've been running this play too much. You need to, you know, the they're going to start picking up on 10. No, they don't. It's no. a computer. They don't. Yeah. They don't pick up on Tennessee. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's something I'm messing with, trying to see if it's uh, if like I said, if it's something my computer can actually handle, because there are times that it'll bug out on me just trying to do a mock draft while streaming. So right. I'm not a, yeah. not 100 sure. But uh, so let's see. I'm trying to. That's pretty much yeah. We've. Just about hit it up, really. Let's see if the chat's got anything else fun to say. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Billy says, uh, it works until you get burnt from a slant or a drag. He was talking about that. See, I knew somebody was gonna know what I was talking about with that, uh, with that thunder smoke. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yes, it does. But I, I was messing around, I done traded for Jacoby Myers, put Morgan Fox on the team. Uh, running with New Orleans defensive scheme, you know, just trying to do what I could to to simulate what I thought it might look like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell you, boy, AK is a force. Oh yeah, I got plenty of uh, uh, rough of the passer penalties though, because apparently I even when the screen goes away from me, I'm still so running at the quarterback. Yeah. I do that all the time. So, I, when I play my son, I do that all the time. I, I can't. I keep hitting the quarterback. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll put him out. Who knows? All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. We have ran up over an hour. John, man, I appreciate you coming course, on brother. and chatting with me. Uh, save the uh, chat from listening to me ramble on for an hour by myself. So uh, go ahead and plug all, all y'all stuff. Uh yeah, man. So, we'll, uh, of course, you guys can follow us uh, out of your effing mind on Twitter. Of course, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Out of Your Falcon Mind. Um, Mike, just we put out a video today. It's the 10 stages of being a Falcons fan. And uh, it is hysterical. Like, you, I mean, if y'all have seen the show, you all know Mike. He's the personality is amazing. Just nobody like him. So, um, yeah, he put that out. We put that out today. Uh, it's just, I mean, yeah, you, you just need to go watch it. It's about, uh, six seven minutes long but worth every minute of it i promise oh yeah yeah i i definitely plan on i was doing a lot of like show prep you know today but yeah like if it as soon as you said like mike had a big hand in i was like okay yeah definitely yeah you got to because like like you just you just know the energy that man's gonna bring and it's uh 
yeah it's, it's, it's awesome it's, like it's amazing yeah yeah no so uh but we'll be we'll be on tomorrow night actually at seven so if anybody okay, wants cool. to hang out with us y'all come hang out with us we'll, we'll do similar we'll talk super bowl uh we'll have some falcons talk going on as well as we always do and um and then we'll we're typically during the season we do a preview show for the game we'll do a recap show in the off season we're normally running about one show maybe two a week just depends on what comes up on the news mm -hmm. cycle you know if we make a big trade or you know free agency signing we'll do more toward the draft of course and every day right. or every other day we're putting out these little short videos five to 15 minutes long on a couple of draft a couple of draft prospects that we go through we kind of look at film uh and see what we think about it if they're going to be a fit for us or not so trying to trying to bring more content trying to trying to get that's out it. more every day, you know that's that's the thing is like you know that, that that's the whole point is just trying to bring different perspectives that's why i like having y'all on you know, like having some of the other, you know, content creators on mm -hmm. because we like to try to bring different perspectives on and get different points of view. Like we said before, we, we, we got an awesome community we can pull from. So that's it. Yeah, exactly. We got, we got a lot of, a lot of great fans, a lot of smart fans. I mean, Tony Wright, I don't know if he gets, if he jumps in y'all show or not, but Tony Wright has a plan. You should, for Tony, come on over. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Tony, Tony, has has a plan for free agency, has a plan for draft, and I love like just reading Tony's comments because they're they're smart and well thought out. Uh, so I may not always, you know, highlight them, but Tony Wright is a joy to have in the in the chat. So anyway, Falcons fans, y'all can all as always, y'all can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Grim eleven twenty eight G R I M M one one two eight, and you can follow uh, Jonathan. He my normal co host. He's at uh, Jonathan M Holder. Those are rolling across the bottom. I put y'all's on there, but apparently I didn't hit save. So it's all good, man. Yeah, I it's apologize for that. But anyway, as Falcon, you know, just keep your eye on the channel. Me and Jonathan will be jumping into like deeper dives into free agency fits. Uh, we're going to do like up until free agency, we're going to do like highlight pretty much each position group starting with the o-line we'll be doing that on friday uh so just keep your eye on the channel there and we'll be back tuesday with another live stream as always falcons fans rise up